What's up guys, this is Corey Baker from Baker Forge and Tool. In my business, we do tons of heavy grinding every single day, and we needed a grinder that could take abuse and keep on trucking without slowing down billet production. The Ameribraid Variable Speed 2x72 is just that. All heavy duty parts and framing with well thought out accessories that are easy to use and not bogged down with lots of tiny parts. By far the best accessory item that a Mary Braid sells is their surface grinding attachment. It is absolutely foolproof and the best in the industry. With quick release magnet system, there is no prying your workpiece off the platen. Very fast to slap a billet or a knife onto the table, engage magnets, and start surfacing with precise increments. On top of all of this, their customer support is outstanding. Eric and Kevin are always available and fast to help with any situation. If you're in the market for a top-of-the-line grinder or maybe just an accessory to add to your existing setup, go to Marybraid.com and use the code HUSTLE100 for 100 bucks off any grinder package. Alright, next up, the Hustle & Grind Podcast. What's going on, everybody? We're back again. You got me and Noah, just as usual. And this week, we've got the man who's died in every film, <laughs> Honor Kaglar. How's Hello. it going, buddy? Thanks for having me on here. I've been super excited about this episode because <laughs> your YouTube page is basically like every eight-year-old boy's dream. <laughs> yeah. like, you know what I mean? You like You make cool weapons and stuff, and then you basically just get to do what all of us wanted to do when we were eight years old and yeah stuff. I, when, I, when yeah. I was younger my mum stopped me like she, she was she was always one of them mums who didn't like me having like she didn't like me having knives and she didn't like well not like real knives but toy knives toy guns and stuff so I think that's maybe where it's come from I'll, I'll blame my mum for that <laughs> I, I feel Fair that enough. I wasn't allowed to have knives growing up either well I was <laughs> until a certain point then an accident happened, and then after that, uh, no more knives for Ryan. So maybe that's why we lean so hard into it now. Yeah, I think it is, yeah. Plus, I, I sort of feel like now I'm actually mature enough to have knives, whereas when I was younger, I do understand that I probably wasn't, or definitely wasn't. Yeah, I think I think when I was like 10 or 12, I uh, I made a slingshot, and I shot a bamboo skewer through my hand. So that was about the time when my parents realized that uh, maybe I shouldn't be allowed to have some dangerous objects. <laughs> Just with a bamboo bamboo skewer, fury hand. Yeah, I'm thinking. Well, I made it. I made an arrow out of it. Like I put like feathers. It's like fletching it on the back end of it and everything. And you know, I just uh, wasn't really thinking about you know how far back I was pulling it, and it went past the you know the the Y shape of the ah uh, yeah the, the slingshot, and it just went shunk right through my hand, and that was a. That was a fun day. Yeah, I was gonna make a um, for a video. This have you seen that? It's like a, it's like a slingshot, but you get the darts from, don't you? Yeah, yeah. I can't think. What I was gonna make one of those, and then I was watching videos on YouTube, and then like obviously like all the algorithms work together, and a video came up of someone who shot through his hand by accident. And I was like, yeah, I'm not making that. Like it looks so because he'd done that. Like he shot it and. Because it's a little slight hook, what hooks over the elastic. It had, it had right. stayed on that hook, so it had come, and then it had somehow hit him like right in his hand. And I was like, "That's a bit bit too oh. dangerous for my liking." Yeah. Oh no! <laughs> come on, you you could do it better though. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> Just a bigger spike. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's all you need. Uh, I mean, come hurt, on, you made a whip, you hand, made a you whip well sword crying out loud. 
You took a piece of cable and attached (laughs) blades to it. I mean, how is that less dangerous than a freaking arrow slingshot? In fairness, it's not not the most dangerous thing I've made. I think that I did the um, like the flail axe thing, which which uh, I copied off someone else. I did that, and that was that was one of them where, like, after I'd done it, I'd filmed the testing of it, and at one point I, I I swung down to hit something, and it bounced, and it came like right near my head, and I was like, "Fucking hell!" And I thought, "Yeah, I'm, I I wanted the testing of that over and done with." Like, I think it was a real short testing. And I was like, "I I definitely not if if the footage is shit, like it's just not getting tested again because that's that was just way too dangerous for my liking." Almost as dangerous as like a Chuck key. <laughs> yeah. Oh God. Oh, not as dangerous as a Chuck key there. No, nothing people, is that dangerous. <laughs> people have seen people die. People have seen them wing through walls. Through oof, there's, there's just no stopping a Chuck key if, if it's in a lathe ever, even when it's not switched <laughs> on. Dangerous. Okay, so I have to ask. So, like, uh, so for those of you that don't know, Honor made a video a while back where he put his glove intentionally in the chuck of a lathe and it was freaking hilarious. But then he also left the chuck key in it and then turned it on and it, it, it flipped down onto the floor. It was fine. But uh, while you had the glove chucked into the, into the, the lathe, it, it looked like there was a couple times where it like almost maybe drew your hand into, into the, into the lathe. Was that actually the case or were you actually ever like slightly puckered when you're doing that? No, what what was happening was I couldn't get because what I should have done really was put like a bar, you know, for the for the glove to wrap round. But I'd just I'd, I'd put the glove in the chuck, so I was trying to get the glove to catch. But then because it's the chuck, what I've got's pretty big, so like it, it was it was wrapping on one one of the, like the chuck jaws and then slipping off again. And it was like so I'm like moving and trying to get it to wrap round. I didn't think of it till last, but I thought I filmed this now. I ain't doing it again. I can't be ass. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, like when you watch it back, because I'm, I'm doing light with my hand, it looks like I'm sort of like scared and but I'm like I'm like concentrating, like with my tongue out. Awesome. You're like, just tr- <laughs> you're trying to get it to catch, which <laughs> yeah. is the the opposite of what most people would think. Okay, all right. So you yeah. actually just said okay. So obviously, uh, there's a there's a big difference between you know. Uh, uh, the America and the UK. One of the things that I've always wondered when, when like you were just saying, like you'd already filmed it and you, you can't be, uh, you, you didn't want to do it again. Is it, yeah. you can't be asked to do it again or you can't be arsed to do it again. Oh, sorry. Yeah. Can't be asked. Yeah. You bum like can't be, can't be ass asked, not asked. Okay. So, so, <laughs> so, so I don't, so, yeah, I never really thought that. It's, it's the accent. Oh, I, never asked. Thought, oh, I, I know. And I, but I, I watch a lot of, uh, I watch a lot of like Top Gear and Grand Tour and I listen to your podcast all the time. And I've always wondered yeah. is that I can't be asked to do it or I can't be arsed to do it? What is, yeah. what is it? What, what do you mean you can't be arsed to do it? What does that, what does that even well, it's, mean? It it's can't be bothered. There's bothered. It's well, I, bothered. Well, right. Yeah, I, yeah. I know that that's what it means, but I don't get why the word ass is in there. I don't know. I don't it's, just like an, it's, 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 it's probably generations old. There's probably like a, a meaning behind it. <laughs> okay. All right. Well, if a listener out there has any idea where this, this phrase came from, you need to shoot me a DM and let me know. Cause I'm curious. <laughs> I'd, I'd never really. Speaking of, speaking of accents. So I was thinking about it and in the UK, you got like here in America, we have accents, but we're all spread out. You know, yeah. we have a lot more distance between us. You guys are really packed on top of each other. Yeah. And like I, I watch 
MMA, like religiously. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you see like uh, Patty the Batty, Darren Till, Michael Bisbing, all these British fighters having different accents. Yeah. Is there like, can you break that down? Is there like, uh, how many accents are there and are they all named? Like, do you guys... Yeah, I mean, to be honest, I'd, I'd probably say that side of England where, like, like Liverpool, like, like um, Darren Till and Paddy Pimblett are from Liverpool, so they've got that, like, it's a Scouse accent. Um, and then um, Michael Bisping's from, he's from near Manchester, and it's like a Mancuni accent. I can't think of the, the I, mean, I don't know if it's Charlie or somewhere, but but they're pretty, well, not close together, but in regards to America, they're, they're probably, like, you know, like the, than not very far away at all. So it's, it is pretty strange to have like such a wide accent variety in just a small area. Cause then you go to somewhere like Burnley, which is not far from Manchester and they've got like, like I'm from Burnley, like a real broad accent. So that, like, I'd say like that side of England, there's in just a small area, there's quite a lot of different accents. And even like, like I'm from Yorkshire um, and even in Yorkshire, different different parts of Yorkshire, the accents differ. So like I'm from North Yorkshire and people from West Yorkshire's accents will differ quite a lot to North Yorkshire. But I mean, from me to West Yorkshire is probably about 70 miles. So it's, it's, it's strange. It's, but then I suppose yeah, it's not far. <laughs> yeah. Like the, like the next, so I live in, like I live in Scarborough and the next, the next big, the next city over from me is Hull and that accent like there their accent is vastly different to, to our accent. And, and I mean, Hull's, Hull's probably 40 miles away. So it's, it's, it is, it is really strange. You don't think of it until you, obviously you speak to Americans and they're like, I mean, ours, yours are like statewide, aren't they? And, and that's probably the, the size of England, just one state. So <laughs> Yeah. Well, even, even worse. I mean, cause like I have, I have, what I don't think I have an accent, but I, I, I live in the Northwest and I would say the, the way that I, would consider myself to have an accent is probably like five states, maybe. Mm. I mean, me, Idaho, uh, Montana, probably the Dakotas. I mean, it's all pretty much the same. It's, you know, you have to start getting over into like the, uh, the Midwesterner accent. Obviously Ryan has that wicked accent from up there in the Northeast. You got the different couple different Southern accents. Um, but I mean, we're talking like my state, Washington State's probably the size of close to the entire UK, I would think. Yeah, I sort of. So it's crazy. Sort of, I think like because I'm sort of well, I'm not really history buff, but I am into my history. And I sort of believe in my opinion on it is that because we've been invaded by so many different countries and and whatever you know and and it, and it hasn't been like like the like, let's say it like the vikings are a prime example like the vikings invaded the uk and they only they only took over so many different parts of the uk and like like obviously where i'm in yorkshire like the vikings took over york and they are the king of york for quite a long time when it was Jorvik. so i'm assuming that's probably why you're getting a lot of accents in because i mean we've been we've there's probably not one as much as you know, like you get these people who are like, oh, I'm English and I'm, you know, I'm proud of it. And I think you're not English, are you? Because there's probably not one English person who exists ever because we've been invaded that many times. The people who were actually brought up here and lived here when it first began are, are long gone. You know, we've been, we've been bred with what there's, 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 
there's the Romans, the the Vikings, the Saxons, the the uh, there's there's everyone. Do you know what I mean? We're we're just a little island, just getting raided by everyone. <laughs> yeah, and back in those days, you guys considered yourselves all different people too. So there was like um, Wessex, Northumbria, yeah. uh, Wales. Ireland, Scotland, and you all considered yourselves to be different. Now we know through DNA that we're all the same and yeah. we just interbreed and whatever, but yeah. um, that's probably got a lot to do with it because I'm in New England and yeah. our accent differences are a lot closer together. So you got like Maine and New Hampshire where we've got the traditional like Maine accent and then you've got Bostonians, New Yorkers, and New Jersey people who all talk differently yeah. and equally annoying. And then you got <laughs> You know, and then once you get into the South, the South was was mainly they say that the Southern accent, like that Southern drawl yeah. is um, is a um, derivative of the upper crest British accent. Uh, like the like uh, who would be a good example of an upper crest British accent? Um, that guy from Top Gear. Jeremy Clarkson. It, he's from yeah, York, the big he's goofy from Yorkshire, Jeremy Clarkson. Live on. Is not. he? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so your accent, your accent. Well, he, he has got. Um, he's, he's obviously gone to a better school than me, so he's, he's not got the accent. <laughs> but he is. He, he was born in Yorkshire, yeah. But yeah, he's got a, a, a sort of a well-spoken accent. Yeah, more of more of an English as you would sort of think accent. Yeah, like a Michael Caine, like Michael yeah. Caine. Yeah, yeah. there you yeah, go. Yeah. That's that's a good example. Yeah. Well, I yeah. wonder if it also has a, a lot to do with the fact that uh, the U.S. is a much younger country than the uk like because the uk has been around for a hundred i mean how, how old is the us like what two three hundred years 200. i mean we're almost we're almost 250 years old yeah yeah it's I weird mean, Do you know I'd, you... I'd never really thought of that but i watched i watched like um i watched like one of them little mini documentaries which was on like a real type thing and it was it was going through like um certain certain things what we'd found like in history and it was like and it said something and i think whatever it was was 300 years old and they said by comparison this is older than the usa and it was just like that's that's crazy when you put it into perspective but obviously it isn't but as far back as we could trace back you know like it's the sort of the history and and, and stuff like traceable history is but yeah it's it's oh yeah it's well, I mean, you go over to Europe. I've never been to Europe, but I have family members who have. And I mean, they're going and they're seeing buildings that have been there for hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of years. Some yeah. of them thousands because I have uh, family members that have gone to Rome and stuff. And it's like in Italy and in France, you've got these buildings that have just been there. I mean, multiple times over as long as the United States has existed. And that's just freaking crazy. So I wonder if that has a lot to do with it as well, because it just hasn't had enough time in the U S to, to dissect as far as, as some of those other places have. Yeah. It could do. Uh, speak, yeah. Speaking of that, Noah. So all the buildings over there are very old. Like Noah just said, do you ever like walk into a place and you're like, fuck this place is haunted. This is like, there's some shit that went down um, in here. To, to be honest, I'm not. I'm not really. A, I'm not really a believer in anything like. Like I visit. Like that. In fact, the the house that we've we've just bought. Like we bought a new uh, house um, a couple of months ago, and this is this was built in the 1850s. And like, I don't feel like I don't. I don't think. I mean, people. People definitely died in it because the the woman, the the people who we bought off, their parents died here, and and it's 
Yeah, I've, n- I've never really. In fact, the last house we bought, someone died in that. We're, we're like, we love buying houses off people who've died for some reason. But yeah, I've, I mean, I've been to, I went to Auschwitz um, in Poland as well. And loads of people said to me like, oh, you get a funny aura in that. And I went in there and I went in the, the, the gas chamber where they all, and like at the, you go in the gas chamber with the guide and the, they'll tell you, you know, like, all oh, right, you've got, you, when we go in, you've got to go in and leave with me. And I waited till everyone had gone. I stayed in there on my own for a bit because I thought, oh, I just want to get a feel for this. And I looked and I thought, no, I'm just not really getting that vibe that everyone was saying like, oh, it's a funny aura. It's a funny vibe. And I didn't get it anywhere. So it's maybe like my sort of skepticism, but yeah, my, my missus is different. She was, she was like scared when we moved in this house. She was like, what if there's a ghost? And I was like, well, what are we going to do? <laughs> walk through us like well, I, don't, I don't really know what i'm going to do <laughs> yeah hey and if there was anywhere in the world that you would feel that aura it would be auschwitz oh yeah sure. definitely. Oh, no. that's Absolutely. why when, like, when people said it that's why i wanted to witness it because obviously when you're in a big group you sort of you're not going to get that vibe well i wouldn't i wouldn't definitely get a vibe when i'm in a big group because i'm just plodding along and i'm too interested in stuff but yeah so i thought right i'm gonna stay in here on my own and look and, and i was just like no, i'm just not getting that i'm not not feeling any sort of i mean you i think the only thing you feel is like just to sit in there and think and look and be like like she was like 400 people fit in this room i mean we were in a group of 20 and it, and it was full enough with 20 people in it so and she was like yeah 400 people were in this room at one point and you that's the only sort of feeling i got like jesus how the fuck did the fit 400 people in this room Holy fuck. Yeah. Wow. That's crazy. Um, my ancestors are from Tamworth, England. Ah, yeah. That's uh, da- uh, down not south, yeah, down. It's pr- pretty much near Wales, sort of towards Wales direction. Oh, um, yeah. So I'm almost Welsh. Mm, you've, you've probably got maybe, you've probably, probably got about uh, maybe about 100 miles away from the welsh border but to me it's it's, oh, okay. it's <laughs> towards wales direction yeah in fact it's probably i've always wondered about England. that i've looked into my ancestry quite a bit yeah and uh you know uh half came from tamworth and the other half from ireland mm. and it's interesting it's interesting uh how does that work for you guys like, do you guys have your own version of Ancestry.com where you can go on and... <laughs> yeah, well, we, we, yeah, we've, we've got... I think we've just got Ancestry.com. There is lots of stuff like that, yeah, where, where you can trace stuff back. I mean, I've got, like, a my mum's from Wakefield, which is West, West Yorkshire, and my dad's from Turkey, so <laughs> not even from England. And then it's sort of like... I think, like, as well, you... you as you, as you look into the family slightly, it, it spreads right out. Like my, my stepsister, who's got the same mum, different dad, her, her granddad was half Scottish and half Irish. And then as you go further and further, like it spreads even further out, you know, and it's not even that many generations back that it spreads so far out. And it's just, I mean, it's another case of that, like just the interbreeding and just spreading everywhere. Yeah. <laughs> Huh. Uh, I've always wondered what do, how do Brits view Americans? How do you guys view us? Being that we like broke away from you. The I don't colonies. know. Like, I, I, I sort of like. I don't think we sort of. It's, it's weird, isn't it? Because because obviously we did have the 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 big war, but I, I think you know, like because so much other stuff has happened since then it's sort of forgotten about. And I guarantee, if like if I went into the town now and asked people about it, people wouldn't even know. 
Like if you know, like if you, if you if you ask people about any any of even even some of the generals or that, which everyone would really know about, they probably wouldn't know that they're not that. It's not something we're taught in school. Like you get taught stuff about World War One, World War Two, but anything further back than that, it's sort of it's sort of like just left in the dust. And I think a that lot makes. Of, yeah, so go ahead. Sorry, I, I was just going to say like a lot of the English people that asked, like obviously that I know and I'd speak to, like we, I feel like the English as a whole get on with America as a whole. It's sort of we're sort of like intertwined for some, like it's strangely even even with the history, you know, like it's it's still it's sort of forgotten about and you know, like 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 Americans will always say, oh, I've got family in England, and then England will be like, oh yeah, I've got, like I've got family over in America, or like oh we love America and stuff like that. It's always like there's always like a where people are like, "Ooh, I've I've got a Scottish uncle. He's cool, you know. <laughs> no one cares. No one cares." What What about Australians? Because that's where you guys used to put all your criminals. Like, uh, yeah, is they, there anything there? Nah, we just, that's where all the bad guys came, and then people like Toby come back over, and we just we just we fucking just want them to go back again, don't you? Just, uh, just <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there we are, spiders yeah. and fucking deadly animals. That's where you should stay. That oh, that yeah. makes sense with the Revolutionary War, though, because. For that was the only war fought on our soil, so yeah. to us it's like something like. But over there, like yes, we we fought with you in World War One, World War Two, but you can't dig. I can't go dig in my backyard and find an unspent World War Two shell. You know what I mean? And, yeah. and guys are finding mortars in their backyards in, yeah. in the UK all the time. You know, or bombs that penetrated into the ground and didn't explode, and you're out there trying to plant tomatoes and. Or like the fake news that we had last week or the week before with their World War II unspent shell that penetrated something else. Oh, yeah, that was gross. That was caca. Yeah, we, we like obviously yeah. we've still got remnants of the wars. Like even in Scarborough, we've got because Scarborough in uh, during World War, I can't remember which one it was now, was quite a prominent um, place because we had the uh, fucking hell, I, my mind's going blank now. We had the device, which the the coding device here, um, and we had like a listening mm. station, which we still have a listening station now. So there was loads of like we've got loads of bomb shells and all sorts of stuff going along the coast. Obviously, we've been a coastal country, obviously facing towards uh, Europe as well. It was it was pretty well protected and whatnot around there. Not that we, I don't think we got we got like a few bombardments and stuff, but. I mean, no one wants to go to Scarborough. People don't want to come to Scarborough now. They're not going to come. Hitler's not like, oh, let's go to Scarborough and attack there. It's a shit. <laughs> like you have his binoculars out, his pl- planes flying over and going, it looks like it's already been bombed. Yeah, yeah, just leave it. Fucking <laughs> go somewhere else. Uh, that's a riot. <laughs> I've always wanted to go over there. Uh, it, it seems interesting. I like old stuff. Yeah. And here you notice like people in Noah's area because it was settled much more recently. There isn't like antiques like there are over here in New England. Like mm. in New England, you can walk you can walk into an antique shop and there's a 300 year old table sitting there, you know, or like yeah. an anvil that that somebody 200 years ago was making, you know, horseshoes on or whatever. Yeah, um, yeah. I've got a piece of like old. I don't even know what this is. Hold on. I'll show you. We do have uh, we do have like some World War II bunkers and stuff over on the coast. There's yeah. all kinds of forts and stuff that were built during World War II to kind of protect the coast, but they were never really used. So you've just got like all these unused forts that you can just go and visit 
that never saw any battle. They're just there. There's giant concrete bunkers and stuff that were made in case something happened, but nothing ever yeah. did. Well, they did after after World War. I can't remember which one it was. The the, the mounted the defenses along the coast, didn't they? Because they thought that England was going to try and invade them while they were at a weak point or whatever. It's uh, but England's like, like oh, really we're friends. Good. Listeners won't be able to see it, but the YouTubers can. My coworker was mowing his lawn. The hell is that? Suck. I don't know. It's it's all hand forged. It's old as fuck. I just cut myself on it. This is brass. Oh, it's brass. I mean, to brass. me, it looks like some of what you'd have with horses, like especially if you're saying it was brass. Yeah, like some horse, yeah, like I'd... something to go like on a carriage or something. Yeah, he was. He was mowing his lawn and fucking tong, sucked something up and climbed under his mower to pull it out. And it was this. <laughs> you know. He's like, you want that? It's got a piece of brass on it. I was like, sure. <laughs> Why yeah, not? Brass fucking right, yeah. <laughs> I've got a piece of wrought iron that when we dug out my backyard, we found in the ground. It was probably seven feet in the ground. Fucking hell. And just a big wrought iron square axle just out of nowhere. Can't beat finding raw iron. I do. I, mm. I do like raw iron. It's good stuff. Yeah, Ooh. definitely. It is good. Well, stuff. I, I live actually what? near the place because I was I was speaking to um, <clears throat> Chris Cash a bit ago, and he get he gets his raw iron from a place in England, and it's actually just up the road from me. It's the, I think it's like one of the only places now where the, 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 I've been to the yard. I need to go again actually and do like a little video like in the yard. And they've just got mounds and mounds of like anchors, old chain, and just axles and all sorts. And and the re like the re um, reheat it and turn it into like um, square bar and flat bar and and uh, all sorts of stuff. You know, like to, so people can use it for fencing and um, what like um, iron mongery stuff. It's a really wow. cool place. If like obviously if, if you're into that sort of stuff, like I took my missus and yeah. she was like, "It's fucking shit." So like. It's cool, mate. Just look at it. There's loads of metal. Look at that anchor. Look how big that chain is. Ah, oh, don't give a fuck, mate. It's just not that. That episode you did recently without Toby, where it's just you and your wife, that was a great <laughs> fucking episode. I listened to the whole thing. I'm like, this is awesome. This is great. <laughs> yeah, it's got a. It's a interesting chemistry. It's cool. It's cool to see. That's just how Despite we speak the to fact each other. That, uh... <laughs> Oh, I was so, going to say, despite the fact that she thought that uh, we were involved with Ukraine or something, <laughs> that Ukraine was in the United States or something like that. Yeah, she's not the sharpest knife. She thought that Ukraine <laughs> was in America. I was like, what the fuck, man? How the, like, how, how the fuck are Russia fighting Ukraine? The Russia are fighting along the border of Ukraine, which is in America, which, like, it makes no sense. Like, even if you watched a snippet of the news and saw it, you'd be like, that makes no sense. If if Ukraine's in America, it can't be in America. But nah, she, yeah. she thought it was in America. And <laughs> not to brag us up or anything, but if somebody invaded us, it'd probably be over by now. <laughs> I mean, same with us, though. Like, I mean, everyone in England would just be like screaming, like running, like, ah, the. The same bad words to me. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> and that'd be it. Invaded again. Are uh, you guys invaded with that uh, hypersensitivity over there? Or is that like a strictly US thing? Is that something that, um, that not, invaded you sure guys if, too? If I've heard of it yet, is it? You might that, have to I'm offended. It. You're, oh, yeah, you can't say that. this. I'm offended. We've got it. It's not as bad. Because like, I live in like... 
where I live's a bit like it's a smaller little seaside town. And I mean, well, I'm, I live in a village now, so like I'll just live around loads of farmers and they aren't really asked about anything. I mean, there's probably, they're probably still living in the being racist sort of like that's, that's how sort of out of touch they are in the little village that I am. <laughs> but yeah, oh, the, yeah, we do have, so, so that's why you haven't been arrested here. yet for, for, for words. <laughs> Yeah, I can do what I want around here. It's safe, you know. You can just say what you want. It's it's pretty cool. But yeah, the, I was wondering how you laugh. got away with swinging around a whip sword in your backyard, <laughs> smashing things. <laughs> yeah, luckily no one can see me when I do it. Where I film there, I keep keep an eye on the the area, make sure it's quiet. What do you uh, What do you do with all your creations? Do you sell them? Do you keep them? Do you have like a wall, like a collection of shit you've made, or like? I put, I put most of them on, on my website, to be honest, like for ages, like when I started, I didn't, I didn't use to sell them. I just had a massive box, just of pure shit. And then I was just, I, I built my website because I, because obviously I was making knives and selling knives and I had the YouTube was just sort of a separate running entity. And then I just thought, well, like fucking why not? I'll just start selling that as well. So I started selling it. The, the only problem I found is if I was actually going to build something for a video, I probably wouldn't finish it as well as I do because it's just for a video. But so I like, I go to like that extra step, you know, cause it's the same as doing your knives in it. You're like, you, you, if you just did a, a picture of your knife and you could make a knife look good, which wasn't really that finished, but you've got to send it to a customer so that they're going to go up. Oh, that doesn't look like the picture. So then with the, the stuff that I do for video now, I have to, I have to make, make sure it's properly finished, which I suppose isn't a bad thing. It's just, it takes me a lot longer <laughs> to do. Yeah. yeah. Have sense. you ever run into any like legality issues with any of the things you make? Because I know you guys have some pretty strict laws over there as far as like only carrying what, knives, stuff like that. Yeah, the 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 laws are pretty. We do have some strange laws, and it's surrounding stuff like knuckle dusters or like the. It's so like if you have a like the Wolverine claws that I made, I had to destroy those. You get away with it because I'm filming it for a video. And I'm not going to sell it, but I wouldn't be allowed to sell it. You're not even allowed to like it's against the law to make them. It's against the law to make, sell, or or give away or whatever the the laws say. It's against the law to just have it. So if I if I make anything which is illegal, I have to throw it away. Which which generally that's why a lot of the videos what I have done, like I made the the knuckle duster from the wrenches. It was real like it was a real sort of not very brilliant quality thing because it was like well yeah i've got to destroy it like samurai swords are one as well like um i can't think of the exact dimensions but i, I made the oh, what's it called now the 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 sword from the book of boba fett the gamoran short sword and i had to shorten the size of it because of the curvature in it you're not allowed um a sword over a certain length of a certain curvature to it, which makes it illegal. But if you shorten it and it's under a certain size, it's perfectly legal. It's fucking stupid. Like it's, Oh uh, my God. Yeah. The, the, basically Jeez. all the laws are is like the, so someone gets attacked with a samurai sword, the government goes, right, let's ban them, you know, cause, cause attacking someone as it is, isn't already illegal. So let's ban it. And that'll definitely stop them because criminals, you know, they don't commit crimes, do they? They'll, they'll see something that's illegal. They'll stop. And they do it to make it look like they're, you know, like they're acting, you know, like, ooh, well, we've banned guns, so no one will get shot. Well, people are still getting shot, but you've banned guns. So, no, 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 it's just to the bad guys. Oh, you mean the bad guys which would have shot people anyway because killing people's illegal? No, 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 no. It's like it's, it's out of touch, in it? You know, like it, it only punishes the good people, the good people who want a samurai sword and now can't. They were never going to stab anyone with it. They just wanted it on the wall or to play with. 
and now they can't because it's against the law. You know, it's we have some strange yeah, laws we're, here. We're, we're constantly, there. yeah, we're constantly fighting for to keep our guns and whatnot. And like, um, it's weird because uh, knuckle dusters or uh, brass knuckles are still illegal here. They're yeah. illegal here. I can I can carry a handgun without a license, which I love. Thank you. Thank you, government. <laughs> Freedom. But what's what's the if they get close enough where I can't pull my gun, how come I can't just hit them with some brass knuckles? <laughs> what's the fucking That's difference? what I mean. Like the laws make no fucking sense. And it is just people who are out of touch with reality. Like they've you know, like they've sat in the high chairs with with all the slaves working for them, doing everything they want. They don't even cook their own food, you know, like they're so rich that it don't fucking matter, they do whatever they want. And they don't have a fucking clue. They're just, you know, like, oh, let's ban that. Yeah, that'll that'll stop that. But it won't yeah. stop it. Like I, fucking I always picture like a fat fucking loser just sitting around <laughs> trying to figure out how he can restrict all the cool kids rights. Just yeah. like stroking his stroking his dick. He's like, no samurai swords, <laughs> no blades over four inches. <laughs> like yeah. I just those, uh, there's something about those people that just infuriate me. I'm like, why you got to take it away from everyone else? Yeah. What, leave me alone. It's weird, it's weird because, like, in, in the UK as well, anything classed as a zombie knife is illegal. So, like, their definition of a zombie knife You're is... You're joking. Yeah, like, so if, if I made a knife and I said zombie knife, then that would make it illegal. It's fucking stupid as fuck. But then they have, like, they have some rules where, like, it's if it's a knife with a, with a with an edge and a serrated edge, it's illegal. Um, and we, we, with the, with the colour green, because there was a company doing zombie knives with green-wrapped paracord handles... And then any zombie, so like any biohazard Scary symbol color. on it makes it illegal. Yeah, it's like fucking what? So because it's a zombie knife, it's illegal. How the fuck does... Zombies do not exist, never have existed. It's a made-up thing you see in TV. But you're making a knife which is made to kill a zombie illegal. Like, what the fuck? Like, who the fuck writes these laws? Yeah, you can't have an arrow that will penetrate a dragon. <laughs> because maybe someday... There'll be a dragon. I'm gonna go make a knife with a green else. handle just because of that. Well, that, that that's another thing what I find strange. Strange. So like, like obviously zombie knives are illegal. There's the stuff like a cane sword is illegal because it's a hidden knife. But then you can have a crossbow easy. You can have a bow and arrow easy. But then we have um, so air rifles. You have a restriction on them where it's I think it's 14, 14 foot pound. You're not no t- twelve. You're not allowed over twelve foot pound. You have to have a gun, like a firearms license to have over 12 foot pound for an air rifle. So, but I'm just like, so you can buy a bow and arrow, which is way over 12 foot pound. That's fine. But an air rifle, which fires a tiny little pellet and probably hasn't killed as many people as bow and arrows has in history. <laughs> like the <laughs> fucking laws make no sense at all. Yeah, that's nuts. That's great. And Noah and I were just talking about all the guns we own <laughs> before you popped on. <laughs> <laughs> we can't even own BB guns. Like they've all got to be painted like bright colours now. The, the the BB guns, unless you're uh, you do the airsofting, they they can have the the normal colours, obviously, because they're like pre- pretending to do whatever they do. But yeah, the non the ones what like like if I went to a shop and bought one, it'd have to be like a bright blue or a green or a yellow or whatever. You can't have like you couldn't have a black one because of do you think does there's ever any hope for you guys to like reverse the silliness do i don't you think, think like, there is maybe the, 
I, I feel like, like it's gone too far. Like I, always, when I was younger, because I've always been interested in guns and stuff. Like it's just, I mean, it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a male thing in it. You know, like we've, we've got testosterone running through our veins. We want to see women's boobs and guns, and that's it. Like that's all we could give a fuck about. You know, like um, it's 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 our it's our thing. But yeah, it's I I, I just think we've gone too far. Like because you know, like I mean, I'm not a conspiracy theorist, but. I feel like certain things that it's not put there on purpose, but they'll push it in the news and make it more prominent on purpose to make it look bad. Like at the moment, like, because obviously we had a, we had a shooting because we had, we had guns, not, not as, as common as you, as you over there. We had guns and it was pretty, not easy to get them, but it was easier than now to get them. And then there was a shooting um, I think a guy shot his mum and then shot a load of people somewhere, and then they banned him after that. And then it's sort of going that way with knives. Like they made that story really crazy, you know, like it, it was just everywhere. And they're doing it with knives now, so you're getting you're getting like stabbings everywhere, like all over UK, which is pro- it's it's not as much as like I did research, and I can't think what year it was. I think it was um, 2021. There was more people killed with traffic cones and bricks than knives, but you don't see any of that in the news. Because they want to, they want to sort of restrict the knives. They want to ban the knives, and I'm, I don't know why, but they'll put it in the news and make it seem like knife crimes are a really bad problem. Like knife crimes, not as bad a problem as as assaults. As you know, like the pe- more people get assaulted just fighting, drinking. Why are you not banning alcohol? More people like are killed through drink driving, fucking fighting because of alcohol. Like I mean, alcohol is the is probably the biggest thing for any sort of crime. Really, like people commit all sorts, but you, you know, you're not banning that. Like, you're trying to make knives look like the bad guy. It's, it's fucking or driving and drinking or, you know, there's there's yeah. tons of ways that people die there here in the United States. Medical malpractice is one of the biggest killers. You know, really? people, I think it's something like 70,000 people die a year in in hospitals because of, you know, wrong prescription or mm-hmm. just random uh, surgery gone bad, things like that. That's actually a huge problem here, but nobody ever hears about it. Because it's just because it doesn't suit, does it? You know, like, oh, well, how do we restrict that? And, and that's not restricting the like the, the common common man i mean i'm not like a i'm not like a political a political guy and i I mean i don't really care like i'll pay my taxes and i'll get on with my life and i'll stay within the law and i'll do whatever you know like i just want to live like my life however i live it but the way i see it is it's just a massive control thing and i've said it like on on the podcast with, with toby like numerous times it's it's just a control so you've got like people who are rich they want to be rich they don't want us to be rich they want us to stay poor and Years ago, like, which is another reason why I like studying history. Years ago, like, people were really religious, so they could use the Bible to control people. You know, like in the like, let, let's say, even like Viking the times, church days. Yeah, yeah, like, and 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 like the, the Crusades and stuff like that. They control people with the Bible, you know. So, like, you've got control. You know, oh, if you do this, you're gonna die and you'll go to hell, or you'll do this and you'll go to heaven. There's the control. Whereas now, people are as religious. You know, like it's sort of not dying. I mean, there are still plenty of people religious, but not the overall mass population. So then how do the controls from there, you know, like it's, it's putting more laws in place, restricting stuff that we do. And it's, it's a control thing, you know, like, and it's, I see everything is, it's a control from the higher, from the government. Cause they want to keep that at the end of the day, they want to keep in power. They want to do what they do. They want to make all their money while we just do as we're told. And that's it. And yeah, it's, it's a strange thing. And I've, that's exactly why I think that the laws are, are put into place as well. You know, like it's, it's fucking yeah. weird. I, <clears throat> I can't remember who said it. Somebody said it to me one time that made perfect sense. Um, 
the peasants can't come at you with pitchforks if you take away the pitchforks. Yeah, that's it. So isn't it's it? like it's it's like that's yeah. like it in basic terms, and it's like how do you simplify that? That is exactly that's what I should have just said, and it had taken me about two seconds. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> they don't. Uh, they don't necessarily have to ban anything. They just have to ban your ability to buy it. Yeah. Um, one of my clients is in Australia, and we were talking about guns one day, and my wife bought me an AR for Christmas. And I sent him a picture of it and he's like, that gun would be $15,000 here. And I was like, yeah, it was 350 bucks. <laughs> that was crazy. That, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> All right. So but, before we go a little too far down this, uh, this hating government rabbit hole here, uh, <laughs> let's, uh, let's hear from one of, one of the people that's sponsoring this, uh, this conversation about how much the government sucks. Yes. He's also in a country where they're trying to pass tyrannical laws. Uh, Maritime Knife Supply up in Canada. Hustle and Grind is sponsored by Maritime Knife Supply. Whether you're looking for steel, abrasives, handle material, forges, epoxy, or anything for making in general, Maritime Knife Supply has you covered. And in the U.S. or Canada, they ship faster than the great Cobra Chicken Gooses that their country is known for. Go to Maritime Knife Supply, and when you buy a 10-pack of belts, get 10% off. And tell them we sent you, eh? Eh? <laughs> but let's let's switch gears here for a second. Uh, Noah, did you have this or that lined up? No, I was. I don't have... I, no? I, just because of the, the fact that Honor's from the UK, and he told me that I could blame him for this. Uh, <laughs> we don't have any games lined up today, um, and it's just because, you know, the difference, you know, like, oh, we can't do Florida Man because, you know... I, see, let, I always let, thought let, Florida let Man was world-renowned. World well, see, here's here's the question, though. Like, is there is there a place in the UK that is, like, our equivalent of Florida Man? Because, like, so, basically, here in the United States... Anytime there's a crazy story, like, uh, shoot, I read them every week, but I can't think of an example right now. Uh, man high on meth crashes through a freaking Arby's and then gets out and attacks one of the customers or something like that. You know, just like random, like weird stuff. The guy did a beer run carrying an alligator. Right. Yeah. He, he like runs through a, a, a mini mart carrying a live alligator to do a beer run. Is there a place in the UK that is like your guys' equivalent of Florida? To be honest, it's probably, I don't know, because st- like stories like that, for some reason, like, I mean, our news is probably more political than anything else. They don't really publish many stories like that. Like, our stories are real shit. Somewhat like fucking Margaret went on holiday and they said, no, she couldn't have free meals. She was all inclusive. Um, she is shocked and saddened. Like that's the fucking shit. <laughs> Bullshit. Like you look at it and go, why is that even news? Like no one gives a fuck about Margaret's food. Like she should just <laughs> back on. Fuck Margaret. Yeah, fuck her. She she probably could use to miss a meal. Yeah, yeah. Just a picture. Oh, In fact, there, was, there was one where it was a woman and, and she was fucking absolutely massive, and it was like she was doing like a. Um, uh, she was going on about her benefits, where she she don't get as don't get paid enough off the government because she because she um, 
She was she was like, oh, the government don't pay pay, pay me enough. She was fucking massive, like really fat. The government doesn't pay me enough. <laughs> some some months I can afford, I can't afford to eat, and and like you, like all the all the comments were like, yeah, she's full of shit. Like, how the fuck do you get that fat if you can't afford to eat some? <laughs> like, fuck, you could live off that fat and not eat for fucking years. Ah, yeah. I'll, yeah. I, one I, second. I'd, I'd I'll, I'll, the, uh... I'll put my uh, light on because it's dark. I've only just realized. Okay, Noah no just worries, wants to, you just want to see his robe, dude. <laughs> I, it, it's a royal looking robe. I got to say, man, like that's that's pretty. Is is that a Deadpool robe? Yeah, it is, yeah. This is my missus got me it for Christmas. And then this is actually my missus, though, because she wore mine. And she's like, it's fucking comfy as fuck. So then she bought herself <laughs> one. But then hers is like shorter. So it's, but it's fucking boiling in here as well. I can't end up naked. Uh, so into this. You used to fight MMA, didn't you? Yeah, a long time ago. Well, I'd say a long time ago. Probably, I think the last time I fought was before lockdown, for three years ago or whatever it was. Yeah, yeah. That's not too long What's ago. That? As a fan, so I've made knives for a bunch of UFC fighters and stuff, and because I'm a fan, but I'm a fat fuck, so it's it's like <laughs> I'd, I I wouldn't last 15 seconds, you know. Like <laughs> I have no cardio. I'd have to knock them out in the first 10 seconds, or I'd be screwed. Uh, so like as a fan, I love to watch it and, you know, send knives to these people and shit like that. As somebody who's actually been in the cage, what's the, what the fuck does that feel like, man? Just like, um, it's, yeah, it's weird. Like I have like a a weird sort of, I have, it's, it's so like all through training and stuff. I don't really get like nerve, like nervous or anything like that. You know, like in the training camp before the fight, but then when I'm in the changing rooms before the fight, warming up and whatever, I sit there quiet. Like people always usually say to me, like you're always the fucking gobbiest guy in training, always chatting shit everywhere. And then they're like, you fucking sat there quiet. And like my coach, Danny, he's just like, yeah, that's what he does. Like that's his thing. And I'll just sit there and I'll be fucking nervous as fuck. And it's like, it's like my, I'm sitting there and my, my mind's just like, why are you doing this? This is fucking stupid. Like this is the worst. <laughs> this is the worst thing you could do. Like I don't want to do this. Well, but you're gonna to have to now because everyone's here. And, and then I get those nerves. Even like so, I get to like right. You, you're called up. You get your fucking hands wrapped and everything. I mean, I'm fucking shaking. I'm fucking nervous. And then as soon as my music starts and everyone's looking at me and I'm walking out, it's fucking gone. And my fucking nerves are all gone. You know, like I just don't give a fuck. And then once I get in that cage, I sort of feel I've I'd never really had that where I'm in the cage and I'm nervous. I just like I'm just in there and I'm just like that's it now because I, I sort of see it as before your music starts, you can fucking you can go. <laughs> you know, like you can go. So maybe it's my nerves going. Just fucking go, just go. But once you stood there and everyone's looking at you, you can't go. You're fucking there and that's it. Like everyone's looking at you now. You You're can't, committed. You can't, yeah, you can't run off. So like they just all seem to just disappear. But yeah, even when I'm like I'm I'm in the cage, I'm, it's sort of like I suppose that's why you do all the training and stuff. Though you do all the training like with, with training a cage and stuff, and you do it for that time. And I did. I, I used to enjoy. It. I used to enjoy the training. I used to enjoy the fighting. I'm just fucking too old now. I'm too busy. <laughs> yeah, they say that's a young man's sport. You know, definitely. And you hear stories about like Michael Bisbing, for example who fought nine times and won the championship with one eye. And yeah. Was, and I don't know how in the fuck you're going through all those doctors and fooling every one of them that you can see out of that eye. <laughs> Crazy, isn't but, it? 
I think I think it's yeah. like a once in a lifetime fluky thing that happened. Like I, I feel like I feel like you put ten fighters from the UFC in that same predicament, and only Michael Bisping gets through that. And I, I, I sort of see it as like because like all through like all all through his career, he's not really been the best at anything. Like he's he, he came up being a striker, you know, like he was a kickboxer before. Like he'd done loads of kickboxing. And he's ne- he's never just been that guy like where you'd go fucking Michael Bisping's real good at that, you know like he's it's just like oh he's he's just he's a brawl you know like he's an English guy but what I think what he does have he is he has that mental toughness and he has that just that ability to just he wants it more than everyone else yeah you know, I mean like him versus Luke Rockhold is like a prime example like yeah he knocked Luke Rockhold out but it was the fire inside him what made him want it and that it, sorry not Luke. Um, the fight where I'm no, thinking, it was Rockhold. Yeah, I'm I'm thinking of the um, Anderson Silva when he fought Anderson Silva, the, like oh, the fire yeah. in that one. It's the same for both. Like obviously there was a fire and he fucking took Rockhold out just pure like fire. But the the one with Anderson Silva is the one where it shows more prominent because Anderson Silva put him down, but it was at the end of the round, wasn't it? And Anderson Silva he's up there and he's fucking buzzing and he thinks it's over and like no, it's not over. It was the, the end of the round, you know. Like and then Bisping comes out and f- and and fucking wins it, you know. Like and it's. Most other people would just be fucking squashed at that, you know. Like, ah, oh, uh, you know, like I'm fucking rocked. I've, I've, I've pretty much lost there. I'm going to come out this round. He's going to finish me, but not Michael Bisping. He's just, he's just got that mental toughness where he came out and he fucking won the fight. And it's just, it's, it's a, it's a once in a sort of a once in a lifetime sort of thing to happen with, with that sort of process of process of events. I think. Yeah, and he's a super intelligent guy, which I'm sure helps. You know, if yeah. if you're just a brute and you have no brain power. Um, somebody like Bisping or like nowadays, you know, Israel Adesanya is a super cerebral fighter. Yeah. Um, those guys are going to steamroll you. Bisping, he's got the brain to back up his brawlerness. I actually sold a knife to his co-host on their podcast, Anthony Smith. Yeah. And it was like, it was so surreal because it was the first fighter that I didn't harass into letting me send them a knife. You know what I mean? (laughs) He reached out to me and like, we talked and it's like, it's so cool to like talk. I'm a grown ass man. I'm almost 40 and I'm talking to these guys and I'm like idolizing them. And most of them are younger (laughs) than me. And I'm like, you know, it's kind of weird at the same time, but, uh, Bisping is awesome. Um, I'd love to meet him or even just make him something someday. Um, Luke Rockhold got his fucking teeth knocked out last night. Yeah, I seen that, yeah. I mean, I knew yeah, it was going to happen. He's, he's always been a bit of a chinny fighter, and I thought, the guy with a bad chin going to a fight in bare-knuckle boxing is probably not the best idea. <laughs> <laughs> no. Against Mike Perry, who's like a legit Florida man. He's the epitome of Florida man. Yeah, he's, he's like, crazy, <laughs> isn't he? He's nuts. And yeah. uh, he there's a video of him online knocking out an old guy in a restaurant. It's like, like the guy got in his face and I'm like, don't do, oh no, you watch those videos as somebody who knows who Mike yeah. Perry is. You're like, don't do that, dude. Do not do that. Yeah. He, he didn't know who he was. Everybody watching knew who he was. It was a bad scene, but uh, Chad Mendez, so- that was a good, that was a good, did you watch the fights? I I, I haven't watched him. No, I'm, I've not watched him yet, but yeah, I, I, I did. I, I did. I do want to sort of watch the Chad Mendez one. I, Chad Mendes is another one though. Like I do like Chad Mendes, and I've I've liked I liked him when he fought MMA, and I liked him when he was in USC. But he was always a wrestler. He was never like a striker. So then for him to come out and and the only thing is what I what I didn't don't like with Chad Mendes is he crumbles pretty. I mean it's all right me sitting here. I mean Chad Mendes if he ever listens to this he's gonna 
try and want to punch me in the face. You can feel free. I'm not <laughs> I'm not slagging you off, you know, like you beat me in a fight. But he's, he crumbles under the pressure like he did with uh, when he fought Conor McGregor, you know, like he could have beat Conor McGregor easy. But as soon as you got that one t- tap on him, he sort of crumbled. So I, I saw him like going into the BKB thing. I mean, it does look good. Like I, like I, I watched him hit, him hit him bag, hit him pads and stuff, and he's sharp as fuck. But I just don't think he's yeah. got that mental that mental fortitude for it. But I only think it's because he's from a wrestling background. You know, he's he's done all that wrestling that he's got it in that. You know, like if I was just a pure wrestler for, for so long, I'd have loads of confidence in that, and I wouldn't really have that much confidence in the striking side of things. I'd be a bit ooh fucking hell, you know, a bit a bit like yeah, especially if you're going into a, a pure striking martial art as well. They're totally different, too. I mean, like uh, the mental toughness required for wrestling is all physical grind. You're yeah. not getting smashed in the face at the same time. Yeah. You know what I mean? You, you you know, you're trying to manipulate another person who's equally as strong as you in the same size. Whereas striking, you're getting punched in the face, kicked in the face, kicked in the legs at the same exact time. It's a totally different animal. Yeah. Um, he retired after his fight last night, but he looked fucking good. Oh, did he look oh, good? Oh, my God. Yeah, right, and right. I've talked to him. I made I made him a knife, and he's a super cool. He's just a bro, just yeah. like us. Yeah, he's just a short, stacked bro who punches people. He's like and, the same height as me, which that's why I like him because he's like the same height as me. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah, more people that height. Yeah, <laughs> some of the best fighters in the world are that size. I mean, Mighty Mouse is yeah. even smaller than Mendez, and he's just. He's a freak. Yeah, he's I outweigh him. Mighty Mouse by 130 pounds, and I'm probably a foot taller than him, and he would literally <laughs> fucking murder me. Yeah, like, it's crazy, isn't it? It's crazy because, like, yeah. like, like, I trained at Tiger Muay Thai. I've, I've trained there twice, um, and I've trained with a lot oh, of the wow. guys who are in the UFC, and some of them, you know, like, you go there, and you're just like, fucking, um, who was it? Like, uh, fucking Israel Adesanya was there when I trained there with... Um, Kai Kara France, who's who beat um, another badass. Yeah, and that's the that's he's like a scary fucking dude. Kai Kara France is a strange one because you look at him and he's not shredded, like he's not big, he's not jacked, and like you like a like a, a, we didn't wrestle, but like a sort of wrestle grappling, so like um, wrestling to the to the to the grappling on the floor, sort of like MMA, but without any punches. And I did that with him and he's like fucking strong as fuck. So like, I'm like, I'm fucking trying to get the cunt down. He's not fucking going down. And then eventually we end up on the (laughs) floor and then I'm like trying for a submission. and I just can't fucking, I can't manipulate him whatsoever. Like he's, he's fucking weird. And he's real. Like he's just real fucking flat, like fucking fast, like a little whippet. Like he's just fucking out gone fucking moving. I'm, I'm like a, I'm just a lazy bastard, and I just just fucking slowed the fuck down. Just stay still, <laughs> fucking. I'm I'm like a slow grinder. Like I'll go real slow, like to try not to get out of breath. So it's he's like the epitome of someone I wouldn't like to fight. Especially like he's got like power in his hands as well. Because you seen I seen him hitting pads, and it sounds like sounds like a fucking earthquake. Like, Who the fuck? He knocks he knocks somebody out. Like his last fight of the fight before. No, he lost his last fight. Yeah, he lost. He his knocked last... somebody out recent. He knocked yeah. out and um... it was Oh, fucking hell. Uh... Was it Marlon Marias? Mm, I can't remember. But oh, all those Australians, man, those those the guys from Australia and New Zealand are fucking 
just psychos, dude. <laughs> just on a different level. We actually had Jessica Rose Clark on the show last year. Oh, really? And she, yeah, and she's super cool. And it was it these the Aussies, man. They're just a different breed. Yeah, they're, they're real cool to like yeah. hang out with as well. Like when we, when we were over there, like we've, we we spent a lot of time with a lot of them. I mean, um, fucking, hell, I can't think of the the other guy now. The one who's at the, the, the champion. Um, yeah, I can't think of his uh, name. Volkanovski. He, he, yeah, Volkanovski. Like he was, he was there with them as well. Like all, all that. I can't think their their fight team. They were all there, but they're all real, real sound guys. You know, like you'd think. You know, like like if you went up to a, a celebrity of their status who was just a normal celebrity. In fact, let's just say an influencer who's takes pictures for a living, and that's all they do. Takes pictures of with the fucking half the fucking tit out or whatever they wouldn't speak to you like they wouldn't want anything to do with you know like they'd look it look down the nose at you but then you'd just be hanging around with them and they're just fine they're just normal guys and that's what i sort of i mean obviously i i, I wouldn't expect them to be any different but i, I, I it makes them more respectable and, and more you know like you can just go train because you will get like i mean i was never one like it didn't really sort of bother me because I mean, I've I've met a lot of them through through training anyway, but you do get some people who go there were art fighters or whatever, and then they meet them and they're a bit like, oh, they don't know how to act with them, you know? They're sort of like, or they'll train with them and they're a bit like, sort of scared, you know? The but it's, it's, it's it is pretty nice, like just that they're just fucking normal guys and they don't let it get to the head, get into the head in it. That's what I'm thinking of. The it don't go to the head that they've. <laughs> fucking massively famous well, well it's easy for you because you're a rich and famous youtuber as i've heard many times <laughs> do not listen to toby <laughs> and he's fucking <laughs> what's uh what's your youtube following up to now um it's if you don't mind me asking 600 and um what's it on now i fucking need to Six hundred and eighty thousand. i've been wow. i've been i've been at like a sort of a stalemate for quite a while but i've been doing the I signed with a, a company who were doing my Facebook. So like they take my video off YouTube, do it on Facebook. And they promised me all these amazing things. You know, like we'll do this for a year and you'll get all this money and all this and all this. And then after a year, they just fucking fucked me clean off. So it was like fucking nice one. And I went up to doing a, one video every week. And because I only had, a, I literally had a week to do a video. It was like fucking stacking me out. And I was, I was just churning out so many of the same thing over and over and over again. And it's, yeah. What are you doing, Noah? Noah's hitting buttons. I was trying to hit the mute <laughs> button because I had to burp. Yeah. <laughs> I was like looking, then I saw it like bouncing. I was like, what the fuck is going on there? Nah, ignore me. <laughs> so I, I, I did kind of want to ask though. So, okay, so we're talking about like MMA and stuff. So you actually were in the army before that, right? Or I don't, sorry, I don't know what the proper term is over there in the UK. Is no, it, it's, like, what, is the Royal army, army or... No, no, it's just just the army, yeah. Uh, oh, I think it's an overall term for pretty much anywhere, isn't it? Yeah, I was in the army. I was in the infantry, just a fucking dumbass bullet magnet. That was my job. Fucking <laughs> <laughs> bullet magnet. <laughs> bullet magnet. Okay, we, we uh, I think we call those grunts over here. So, uh, so you were you were in the in the Middle East then for how long were you in for? Um, I I, I did seven years in the army, and then I did, um two tours of Afghanistan and one tour of Bosnia, but Bosnia was obviously, it's not, not like a war zone when I went there. We were looking, we were protecting trees when we were there, like a fucking, so like a proper soldier. Prof- 
professionals standing around basically <laughs> well we, we did lots of driving and stuff because we had to like drive along the the all the main roads making sure that the the trucks which had trees on had the tags on because if they didn't have tags on they were stolen and we had to pull them over it was fucking weird it was like the weirdest job i've run in my life like protecting stolen trees. trees yeah because the because like they'll 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 People will just go on. It's illegal logging, so they'll go and take loads of logs and, and fucking sell them on and whatever. So they have to be um, passed by the government or whatever, and they get the tags. So all the ones which were, were taken legally, it have like these little yellow tags on them. It's fucking. It's just. Oh. So did you ever? Did you ever arrest somebody for taking illegal trees? No, not one person. No, no. not while we were there. No one we did person. lots of like, yeah, we did lots of ops and stuff. And and I mean, the thing is, with with that country, which was the most dangerous thing, is that when they had the war, they dropped fucking numerous mines into the country, and they didn't they didn't mark where the minefields were. So like, you'd be driving in a route, and you'd pull a map out, and you'd be like, oh, this is a minefield that we're in now. Don't go off the track. And it's like two two brown marks in the grass and you're like, yeah, stay on that fucking track. And that was probably the most oh. dangerous thing that we ever did there. Like going, just driving and eventually hitting a fucking minefield. But I mean, Damn. it wasn't that dangerous because I'm still here and I've got all my fucking arms and legs. So that's, it's truly amazing that you still have all your fingers. Um, <laughs> so were they like, were they like exotic trees? Like, are we talking like rare woods that people were trying to poach? Like, just normal like trees, you know, like, like, you'd, like you'd get like anywhere. Just it's just trees for making making logs for, um, you know, like for fencing and for stuff like that. That's, that's all it was. Nothing special or spectacular. Just fucking wow. weird. Okay. Well, okay. So that that, that went uh, on a weird turn there. Okay. So, but my question <laughs> was is that. Uh, I, di- I didn't expect you to be protecting trees, man. I'm sorry. That was weird. Um, so when, like, let's say you were in Afghanistan and stuff like that. So was there any connection between like you being in the army and then going into to fighting or did that like affect your, the way that your, your mental load or like just kind of like the, the mental aspect of like getting into fighting at all? Well, I, I actually started training and fighting while I was in the army, but I liked the, I like the camaraderie of it, which which sort of tied me over from leaving the army as well. But I actually went to because um, I was always in, like I was in it with MMA for years. I used to like I watched it as a kid. I remember my stepdad coming home one day and he had the VHS tapes of UFC one and two, and I watched it there and I was fascinated. But then there was never anywhere you could do it. And then we were stationed in Blackpool, where like coincidentally, like the Sukata where I trained at uh, Mario <laughs> Sukata was Michael Bisping's. Um, uh, BJJ coach at the Wolfslayer, like Mario, and that was like um, part of the Wolfslayer when that all started, and um, before it all like fell to shit. But yeah, so so I I, I went there with a few of the lads from tri- from from work, and I was the only one who kept going back because I enjoyed it and I just wanted to learn it. And I started out by just doing BJJ. That's sort of like all I was interested in, and I did a lot of comps and like I won I won a lot of trophies and, and stuff in in comps. But then, like it was, it was, it was weird because I was like, I was paying to enter the competitions, to to travel for ages, paying all this money to go to a competition to win it, to get like one of the one of the things. Like I went there, I fought three people. I mean, like a flying armbar, one guy, and I think I think I semi flying triangled another guy because I'm a fucking dwarf and he was real tall. And I was like buzzing with him, like I've done all this fucking magical stuff, and I got this little 
this little medal and all it was was like it was a generic as fuck medal and they had their logo and they'd put sellotape over top of it and cut it out with a piece of paper and stuck it on and it wasn't even stuck flat like it was like so such a frustrating turn of events they'd stuck it in the middle so it'd like it rather than it sitting flat it'd like curled round slightly and i was just like why the fuck am i paying for this so then I just like I've been to some gyms where I'd like I've messed around like with with MMA fighters and, and I thought well I'm doing all right and then that's when I started fighting MMA because it sort of was you know like it it was I'd then get paid for it I mean it wasn't much to start off with but then I'd get paid for it so it's it's it helps you know like the give me a reason to actually to do the competitions yeah just like knives. Yeah. So, so no. for so for the listeners that don't know what BJJ is, it's Brazilian <laughs> Jiu Jitsu. It's not a special type of BJ that he was talking about just well, there. It could be so, Brazilian Jiu Jitsu. It, it depends on what you're so, paying. Just, 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 just wanted to clarify that for the listeners. We're not talking about anything else. We're talking about Brazilian Jiu Jitsu. So, which is growing very quickly in the UK. Uh, Tom Hardy, the actor, is yeah. like guy who played Bane. He's fucking people up in Brazilian Jiu Jitsu tournaments. Yeah, he's been he's been doing a lot of like they he did the the Royal Marines competition thing as well. Didn't he like not that long ago? But yeah, he's he's loads loads of yeah. people who, who I know have trained with him, and that's say he's like a real humble guy as well. Like he's not like he'll he, he, <clears throat> they say that like he'll go there and he'll train, and people like it's the same as I was saying before when people train with the UFC guys, they'll be a bit ooh, and he'll go there and he'll go look like I'm Tom Hardy, but the, the, I'm just fucking training. That's it. He's like like I want to learn, I want to train and get some out of this so don't be like thinking oh i'm grappling somebody and he'd like he'll, he'll say yeah. that he'll get the coaches to say that and he wants to just be treated as a normal guy which i mean makes sense doesn't it you know you don't want him to get to yeah. end it. I'm, I'm a fucking black belt now and then he gets his ass kicked because he actually isn't because everyone's gone soft as fuck on him <laughs> he, he's the only reason my wife knows what brazilian jiu-jitsu is because she's like oh tom hardy's doing this thing don't you know what this is? I'm like, yeah, fucking talk about it every day. You just weren't listening. <laughs> yeah, she loves Tom Hardy. She's got a big crush on Tom Hardy, uh, Shyla LaBeouf, oh, Shia and LaBeouf. anybody with the last name Scarsgard. <laughs> Weird, because I, I the think then Scarsgard guys are strange looking. I, I don't know. How people do say it about them, but I look at them and I'm like, they're weird. Like I can I can see it in Tom Hardy and I can see it in Shia LaBeouf, but the Scarsgard ones, yeah. I'm not, That's I'm, what I'm saying. I'm like, what the fuck? <laughs> they're weird, aren't they? They've, they've just got something weird about it. I, I look at man, I just think, there's just something not right about you. I just, oh, I just don't know. <laughs> it's just, it's uh, the same thing with my wife and Ben Abbott. She's like, that's like the one uh, knife maker that, that she she knows of. Ben Abbott. Like, I, I was, well, I, well, because you know he was on Force and Fire, yeah. and uh, and and I was trying to. I was at first when I was telling her about Blade Show, I was trying to see if she wanted to go with me, you know. And I was like, "Well, you might get to meet Ben Abbott." And she's like, "Okay, fine, I'll go." <laughs> I'm not seeing that either. I'm not seeing the Ben Abbott just a Ben yeah. Abbott walking in, just demasculating you and just taking your wife off you. <laughs> at least you won't have, <laughs> at least you won't have to worry about him taking him off you. Just going, it's, it's just Ben Abbott. Yeah, it's just after that, yeah. don't worry about that. He comes in with a crowd of bitches on him, <laughs> <laughs> like you have to. Fucking yeah. yeah. <laughs> Rick Flair. Yeah. <laughs> Woo! Oh, <man. laughs> Woo! All right, he was man, on Rogan hear- recently. That was a great episode. Oh, I haven't heard that. I'm gonna have to. Um let's hear from uh let's hear from another one of our sponsors, man. We're a little over an hour in. All right. Well Phoenix Abrasives here. This is the last one. 
Hustle and Grind podcast is sponsored by Phoenix Abrasives, your one-stop abrasive shop. When you go to phoenixabrasives.com, click the shop icon in the upper right-hand corner to find all the abrasives you'll ever need. Check out the Incinerator 36-grit ceramic belts, along with the Trizact gator belts that the hosts of Hustle and Grind use every day. When you check out, use code HUSTLE10 for 10% off your entire order. Thanks, Luke. And one thing I do got to say is that uh, they've they've got a sale going on over there for their like economy belts, which uh, it's basically just like the uh, like the J Flex and the X Weight. Um, oh shoot, what are they called? I think they're AO. So I think they're just the aluminum oxide, uh, just like regular cheapo belts, the kind of stuff that you would really only use on like handle material and stuff. But he's got a crazy sale. I think he's coming. I think he was like. There was something about they were like the old stock and he was getting some new stock in. I think they were like a buck sixty a piece or something stupid cheap. Um in a number of different grits. I think I think they were sold out of two twenty, but they still had some one eighty, some four hundred, some six hundred. I got a bunch of them. I just put in an order and I was like, Oh shoot, just give me a pile of these and a pile of those. Um so and then you can still use that that hustle 10 code to basically get your shipping off if you spend like 100 bucks or whatever. So uh, go check out Phoenix Abrasives and uh, get yourself some some crazy awesome sales on some belts that I mean, yeah, we talk about the the structured abrasives every single episode. But uh, but you still need some other regular cheapo belts for finishing up handles and stuff like that. So get yourself yeah, some of those. Especially uh, oxide. Strangely, you know, like I've never. Uh, it's weird because I I get people asking me questions about stuff all the time, and I'm like, "Why are you asking me? I don't have a fucking clue what I'm doing." I like I make it up as I go. But the amount of people <laughs> who use ceramic belts for the handles, and they're like, "I can't get a real good finish," and I'm like, "What belt are you using? Just this a ceramic one?" Yeah, that's why you're not getting a good finish. Using aluminium oxide, like the 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 structure on it is different. Like it's made for wood and stuff like that. So it's it's a lot better. And people are like, "What the fuck?" And they're a lot cheaper than yeah. ceramic belts. Yeah, and they're not going to fucking like the, the they're obviously designed different. Where they're not just going to clog up as as bad as like a ceramic belt is. But it is weird how many people and 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 who don't tend to know the differences in the belts because I've had it with the um with the sandpaper as well. The oh, fucking hell, the red line, what it was called. The I can't think of the brand. Oh, the, I, know where, I know it. Yeah, yeah. People are using that for wood. And I'm like, don't use that for wood. Like, use a use an aluminium oxide for wood. Like, that's what it's fucking made for. That, like, the the, the red line is it's made for metal. Like, that's his his purpose. And I, there was a <clears throat> a guy who follows me, and he was sanding uh, carbon fiber, and he was using the uh, red line, and he kept he couldn't get like a real smooth finish on it. And he, I think he'd gone up to like fucking two thousand or whatever, and you could see the scratches like real bad. And I was like, just try. Just try the aluminium oxide, which is what I use. And I said, I mean, I only go up to um, 600 and then I use the wire walls. And I did that and it was like, fucking hell, it's a massive difference. I was like, yeah, because that's what they're made for. Like the, the the structure of the whatever grit on it is is designed for that purpose. It's not as, as harsh right. as it would be. You know, it doesn't need to scrape away hard and metal. <laughs> exactly, yeah. Yep. Got to use the right abrasive for the right job otherwise you're just wasting your time yeah so backtracking back to uh hunks of knife making oh, we geez. had mentioned doing a like a hunks of knife making uh calendar like a while back <laughs> <laughs> and we 
we regularly come up with these harebrained ideas on the show. <laughs> 95% of them never like uh, come to fruition, whatever. I got more messages on the hunks of knife making <laughs> idea than any other idea we've had. Like tons of guys being like, I'll submit pictures. I'm like, whoa, pump the brakes. <laughs> Hold on. Don't send any pictures to me. But th- uh, there could be something there, you know? Oh, I'm going to do yeah. it. No, like I, I got be. I got enough. Um, I got uh, Sharky on board. He, he uh, I caught him in a live stream. Of course, he's going to be him, on he's board. Like, yeah. He's, he's, <laughs> he's like the first, if anyone if anyone said a hunk to knife making, I'd be like, guaranteed that guy's going to put his name in the fucking hat. He's probably already got pictures like in a tiger skin thong or something. I guarantee he's got oh, a tiger oh, skin thong picture that- somewhere. <laughs> you, you hit the nail right on the head because I was asking him about this and I was like, Hey, would you be, you know, would you be down for this? And he's like, as a matter of fact, I took pictures like that already a while ago for something I was going to do for myself. So I've already got the pictures ready to go. I'll just send them to you. That That is exactly what he said. You can just, you just see his face. So. You know, when he, he puts the things up and he's got his face and you can see it in his face, like he guarantees has pictures of himself in underwear. Just, just, just in case. <laughs> he's probably got a picture of himself in underwear in his own wallet, just tucked away in case anyone asks. <laughs> just, just in case he needed it, just for a special occasion. Yeah, you know, you never know. I'd rather so, have it and not need so, it. <clears throat> but so, okay, so I, I've, I've got a number of people that have already sent me this, and they're already on board. But like, I need like, we have to do this for like a good cause. So like, we always have like, you know, like things that we promote on the show uh you know good causes that we're telling people hey go donate money to this go donate money to this i feel like if we made a calendar i feel like we got to do it next year like we because it's obviously i came on the show like two months in with the last year i didn't have enough time to do it but i feel like this year if we get everything lined up we can have it set for a 2024 calendar and we just got to get like a good cause to like donate all the sales of the calendars to um honor light bulb are you you interested in that (laughs) is this just a a ploy to get naked pictures of me because all you have to do is ask i'll send them your fucking chest (laughs) has been sticking out the whole show (laughs) we'll just take screenshots oh god there you go yeah speak a good cause i just had a light bulb what if all the proceeds went to funding scholarships for classes with master smith that would be a good one yeah that would be and good. where and geographically whoever wins it or whatever whoever is chosen for the scholarship who whichever smith is closest to them that does classes we could pay for the class yeah that's so a good they're idea. down in the south they can go see jason knight you know if they're up here in maine nick rossi does classes i like that that's a good idea I just thought of that right off the top of my head. Just I'm good, so that smart. was a good one. I'm gonna, you know, I'm gonna tell people that I thought that idea. Go ahead. I thought yeah, that idea. I just, I just had an idea. Actually, if we... mm, yeah, <laughs> just, just right now. What is it? What's your idea? <laughs> yeah, I was thinking if we donate, the, I can't remember what he said. <laughs> <laughs> you made it sound more intelligent than I could have. But oh, we should just donate money to people who make knives. But yeah, it's, it's a good idea. <laughs> We recently had one in the UK where where there was a few um, people were getting like running running stuff like, and I thought it's so brilliant because it it keeps it keeps the this sort of it's not a dying art anyway. I mean it's a constantly growing art, but it would be good. You know, like I, I always 
speak to people just on my Instagram or on my Facebook and they're saying, oh, I'd love to try this, but I ain't got... And, you know, I always... It's always like, just, just fucking just go, just buy a shit grinder. Just go buy something cheap and go do it. But it would be good because, I mean, there's there's probably countless people who, who, who probably are just naturally, even even if it's not in the blood, you know, like it's they just naturally have that skill to do something knife making or whatever. And they might not have the the resources to do it. So stuff like that's always like, a, especially obviously because it's something that I do and, you know, like yourselves you do. So it, it's good to put something back into that sort of circle in it rather than like just to some yeah. fucking random other thing. Like like somebody who has natural talent, but maybe doesn't have the money to be able to, because them glasses are fucking expensive. Yeah. I mean, they're like a couple thousand bucks a piece, depending on who you go to, mm. depending on what the class is, you know, I'm sure it fluctuates, but like a lot oh, of yeah. guys who have, have natural talent, but they're like, I just like myself, I can't justify paying that kind of money for a class yet. Yeah. Some, well, someday I'll, I'll, I'll get to that cusp where I'm like, I've taught myself everything I can learn. I need somebody smarter than me or more skilled than me to teach me the rest. Yeah. You know, um, and, and the amount of information and knowledge and skill that you're going to get out of a class like that is, is invaluable. And we, I mean, we've talked about that in the past, but I mean, you, you, you get with somebody, you know, you, you, you get to a certain level by yourself and you're like, okay, well I'm progressing, but, I don't, I don't know what I don't know. And mm. so you get with somebody like that and you take a class from them and you just learn so much and it just makes such a huge difference in your making and to be able to help somebody out like that would be awesome. So I do really like that idea. Jeez. Maybe I'll ask Jason Knight. He's a handsome ass motherfucker for a guy, his age. He looks damn good. He looks better than I do. I mean, I, <laughs> well, I, yeah, it's, I, I, uh, yeah, he's definitely, and he's, he's what, one of them guys. I think even when he's old as fuck, I mean, he's old, he's oldish now, he's like middle aged or whatever. I feel like even when he's old as fuck, he's still going to be like that. He's just going to look the same. Like, yeah, I'm going to take yeah. your wife off. Yeah, Some, I'm going to give a fuck. <laughs> <laughs> Some guys just age like that. Yeah. So it's, it's, but. it's only April. So a little bit later in the year, I'll start reaching out to people and try and get, uh, try and get this uh, going because i know there's there's multiple places you can go online and just get a calendar made you just have to have you know high quality photos and stuff to to put in there and we'll do some graphics you know men of knife making or something like that and we'll uh mm. we'll see if we can get it made and we'll yeah. uh we'll we'll set figure a goal, out how to do the pre-orders yeah later in the year a little a little early right now but we got it we got it set we'll do it we'll talk to It'll people about it face to face at blade show Hell yeah. You need That'll it to work. like laminate it as well so people can ejaculate on it and just wipe it off. Like, <laughs> <laughs> yes, that's what we're talking about. <laughs> you know, reusable in it. Like, oh, I might choose Jason Knight today. Oh, fucking hell. Oh, and I can wipe it off. There you go. I can use that next week when I fancy another bit of Jason Knight again. Or whoever, <laughs> whoever your pre- preference is, it's up to you. Or Ben Abbott and Noah's wife's case. Yeah, just. Oh, yeah. You know? <laughs> now I know why he's doing it. He wants a picture of Ben Abbott in his underwear for his missus. He's just like, hi, Ben. Uh, could you send me a picture of you in your underwear? It's for a calendar that I've been talking about. Yeah. Cheers. Calendar never appears. Yeah. <laughs> whatever, whatever month Ben Abbott's on, Noah starts having to buy AA batteries like <laughs> once a week for some reason. Yeah, Ben Abbott's up again. I've just bought 4,000. <laughs> <laughs> 
Noah, Noah's dying. <laughs> oh my gosh. Oh, it hurts so hard to laugh right now. <laughs> this isn't even the after show. Oh my gosh. <laughs> oh man. Oh. Uh, I reached out to Toby because I had heard on the show, I was listening to you guys and you were on another podcast and Toby had said, well, nobody ever asked me to come on podcasts. So I specifically reached out to Toby and was tried to get this to be a four man show yeah. so we could do like a fire and steel and the hustle and grind together. And, but he was busy, but he's he can't say I didn't reach out. So if fact, he, it is, yeah, it's just if it, in it, so yeah. Yeah. If you, if you guys bring it up on your show, you can just have that in your pocket that Ryan did ask. He did reach out. Yeah. So. I'd also like to add as well that no one gives a flying fuck about Toby, so it's probably better that he doesn't show up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You guys have a great flow. It's awesome to listen to, like the flow of your show. It, it reminds me of the other podcast I do with my brother. Because uh, <clears throat> like, you can tell you guys are friends and you just bounce off each other. You know what I mean? It's just like a riffing for an hour. Yeah, I think it's okay, like the right I, amount of, of equal. It's the same with you two, though. It's like the right amount in it. You know, like it's you haven't got two people trying to overpower each other. It, it works like in unison where sometimes you listen to a podcast and you, you know, like it feels like you're fucking out of breath because you're like, fucking Jesus, give me a fucking break. And, you know, because they're, cause they're both trying to be that guy and it's, you know, like it's fucking yeah. out. Some, sometimes you just need that right proportion with yin and yang in it. <laughs> yeah, I think... Um, both guys have to be confident and humble. You see on, like I've heard on a lot of other podcasts, not even necessarily knife making podcasts, just podcasts in general. Yeah. You usually get one guy who in his mind is the leader of the podcast where podcasts aren't supposed to be that way. You're not supposed to, unless it's a solo show, mm. you're supposed to be a team. Well, unlike on mine, like I'm the leader and that's why Toby does all work because he's my bitch. <laughs> and that definitely comes across. Yeah, that's, that's noticeable. <laughs> so I, I have to ask though: Have you guys seriously never met in person? No, we haven't. No, <laughs> that's we haven't hilarious. either. <laughs> oh, that, well, yeah, but you and I are like what, like a, like twelve hundred miles away. Like you guys Three, live within what thirty thirty four hundred. Fucking hell! It's you've looked this up. <laughs> I could go. I, I, I moved could go from Maine to California. Down, up and down to to Toby's house about 17 times in that because I think he's about about 300 miles away. So it's not, not, not okay. Really so that's, that's farther than I thought. Okay. All right. I, I thought it, might, it, was it might be less than, than that, that, but I'm sure we worked out the other day. It's about 300 miles. It's about, it's about a four hour drive or something like that. But I mean, oh, that yeah, suck if you, I, if you I, met in person and hated each other. Like, I mean, I, I hate him. Hate this guy. I, I hate him enough as it is, just without seeing him. So I don't really want to drive all the way the fuck down there to meet someone I despise, to know, to see him in the flesh and see his fucking Australian skin, which isn't even dark, like it's light for an Australian. So he's been in the fridge, <laughs> and moved to England, and he's got even whiter in England. And just look at him and be like, "Fucking you ass, horrible man! Who the fuck moves to England from Australia?" Stupid idea. You were put there for a reason. <laughs> Stay the fuck there. That's your punishment. <laughs> oh my god! I agree, I agree on that point, though. Who the fuck moves from Australia to England? Because Australia like, is beautiful. He's whinging about how cold it is. Cold I'm like, rain. you fucking moved here. You moved to England. You chose that. Like no one goes. Oh, I might move to England from somewhere warm. 
Not one person does. <laughs> Toby, that you person. guys are the ones that decided to stay there. You're like, you're like, oh, we live on this cold, dark, rainy island. Oh, hey, look, we found this giant island that's like warm and has these nice beaches and stuff. Let's send the criminals there and stay here. Like, whose yeah, idea was, like, was that? I'd love to meet that guy and just be like, you dumb fuck. And maybe unless he went there and he was like, fucking hell, the spiders are massive. Like, oh, they'll hate this. We'll put them there. This, yeah, okay, this, well, that's fair. There's killer snakes. Maybe. Giant, giant sea crocodiles. Yeah, I think that might be the reason I met why. A, I met a girl at work the other day. She came in to buy some, like, farm equipment. Like, we have these BCS machines or two-wheel tractors. And she looked out of place. She was tan, very fit and in good shape. Not a whole lot of fit people in Maine. I don't I hate <laughs> to break it to you. And I said, where are you, you from? Just said, she goes, U.S. She goes, I just moved here from Hawaii. And I stopped for like a minute. And I just stared at her. I'm like, why? <laughs> what the fuck? What the fuck? We have six months of winter. Like, why would you ever come here from Hawaii? Yeah, the milk's cheaper. Who cares? <laughs> what did she say? If I could... She said uh, they wanted like seasons. I'm like, well, you got them. Fucking oh, okay. <laughs> you... See you soon. What does it it matter if the seasons are shit? Seasons are like the worst thing about like England and stuff like that. The seasons, like I want to go and live somewhere where the season is summer all the year round. Like that's the seasons, and the winter is a little bit colder but still sunny. And then you know, like oh, it's a bit cold. I might have to put a a t-shirt on instead of just walking around with my top off. Then you're feeling it at least, aren't you? If there's any makers out there who want to swap mortgages. (laughs) <laughs> and they live in Hawaii and they want to come to Maine and like, I'll just trade houses with you, bro. Fenced in backyard shops, all set up 10 feet from the house. Mortgage is cheap. Fucking a let's do it. <laughs> Hell yeah. It's, it's funny. It's funny. You said about seasons because, uh, so he, here in, in central or Eastern Washington, we, we have, uh, the, the seasons are really strange lengths. So what, what season is it for you guys right now? In England is, is spring. We're, um spring yeah okay yeah we're so we had we had spring last okay we had spring last week and uh you know it was like a, a week or so of like really mild temperatures rain off and on and now it's summer and um that that i was not i don't know why i wasn't expecting that because we usually get like one to two weeks of spring every so often we'll get like a month of spring but uh, mm-hmm. yeah, it went straight from 30 degrees, snow, rain. We had a week of mild temperatures, and now it's above 80. <laughs> nice. <laughs> I what, like what, warm. Yeah, I don't warm, know what that is in Celsius. I do like warm. I used to like. I, I used to not mind the cold because I used to think when you're cold, you can at least warm up. But now, you know, and sometimes when you're hot, you can't cool down. But I'm sort of, I'm used to the warm a bit more now. I'm, I'm an old bastard. So I, I, I definitely prefer the warm to the cold because, like, my body creaks and makes those weird fucking noises, and I get injured when I'm like, if I'm cold and I walk a little bit too fast than than just a slow pace, my knees will blow out, my fucking spine will explode, and I'm just like a cripple on the floor because I'm because I'm fucking nearly forty years old, and it's like fucking, it's well, it's the fucking, it's probably older than middle age for fucking for me, like it's fucking. Oh god! I'm For me, it's my hands, dude. In 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 the cold, my hands are just ugh. Yeah, 
Um, so, well, we're um, mechanics too, so it's like you're uh, trying to like spin a bolt out with your fingers, and they're frozen. You're like, oh, yeah. Oh. Like, everything hurts more. Yeah, yeah. How old are you, Honor? I'm I'm 38. I'm 39 in June, though, so I'm I'm clutching on for as long as possible. <laughs> Me too. I'm 30. I'm 37. How old are you, Noah? 33, I, should, I think. I should, I should know this. <laughs> yeah, you should have let me ask. Yeah, you. I'm 33. <laughs> uh, there you go. Yeah. yeah. So uh, I just I just looked it up. It's uh it's 26 degrees here for you, Honor. Ah, uh, 26. That, I mean, that's fucking hot. Like we we, we went on holiday the week before last, and um, I think it was I think it was about it was like 23, 22, 23 there, and that was fucking warm. So yeah, 26 is fucking roasting. <laughs> Yeah, pretty much. I'd be walking around in my pants, like my balls hanging out the side, just to cool them off a little bit as well. Flip flops on. <laughs> Let the goose eggs air. <laughs> yeah. But. Well, especially especially when especially when it was like what like zero to five degrees your temperature here two weeks ago. See, that's a big, this crazy jump, that in it. But I did, I did oh, mention yeah. like I mentioned on the the last the last podcast I did with Toby. I'm sure it was Neil deGrasse Tyson was saying the reason why the seasons are all out of whack and everything's going crazy now is because as the as the years have gone on, the planets are, are not running in the same way they would because we should, you know, like obviously in, not not the they're running the same way, but the the cycle is getting longer because of just time and whatnot. He said so. Essentially, we should have two more months on top of what we have now, which would put everything back in line, which which makes sense because like in in England, we used to get a white Christmas, like a, 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 like obviously December, it'd be snowed over. Whereas now it's like February that's snowed over, like and and, and like bit of March and stuff. It, it tends to snow, and he like, I was like, please just let him have that. Like, and then I can get older really slower as well. Like two more months in a year, that'd be perfect. So yeah, he's saying I, the, the planets are getting farther apart, basically. Is that what he's saying? Or? It's, it's just, he it was saying something about the cycle. So, like, because the cycle runs at whatever, I mean, it might just be, but we're out of whack with. But he said, he said, what essentially should have happened is every, I can't remember exactly, but let's say every 10 years, we should have added an extra day or an extra week, one or the other. And he said, and so, and then it would have kept everything in unison. And he said, eventually, obviously, it'll go all the way back around where everything will be back in time again. It'll Everything will set with the months. But, he, you know, it's because we made the months up to, to suit those. And, I mean, we've, we did the daylight saving or whatever we do and we change stuff and swap and change it. And we really should have added that on as well to to, to put everything in, in perfect whack. But, I mean, that'd be it would be crazy just to be adding a week on every year and be like, oh, you've got one more week till Christmas, kids. But it was it was less last year. So, yeah, fuck off! I'm fucking saving money up more so, for a week. So 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 eventually summer will be winter and winter will be summer. Yeah yeah. We'll, we'll just have to change the names. Yeah, we'll just they'll blame it on cars. <laughs> oh yeah, they'll blame it on cars and say it's cars, guns. You know, guns. It's definitely guns for people keep shooting at the sun. So that's it's the <laughs> and guns and cars. Bang cars. When they had that that Chinese spy balloon coming over the U.S. <laughs> yeah. They literally had to tell people not to shoot at it. <laughs> but why tell them it was a Chinese spy balloon and then go, but don't shoot it. Like, just don't tell them. Don't shoot, they won't shoot it anyway. <laughs> There's millions of patriots all over America who are just sitting on their back porch waiting for that thing to fly <laughs> over their house. Just like, 
<laughs> it was fucking amazing because it was funny because they, they they started like doing the stuff like oh we think we've got one in England like oh yeah because America's got one let's have one as well oh yeah what we're we gonna do <laughs> throw sharp sticks at it like everyone's with the bow and arrows like, oh we missed it it's miles away like fucking hell and then they'll they'll ban the bow and arrows because of random arrows falling out <laughs> of the sky yeah, just say, all, the, all the arrows coming down killing people just randomly. Yeah. Oh man! All right, guys, we're we're an hour and thirty minutes in. I'm gonna bring up knife making really quick. I know we don't normally talk about that on the show, but I'm gonna bring it up really quick, and then we'll swing over to the after show after that. Um, owner, a lot of people don't know this, but you actually make knives, right? <laughs> yeah, I do. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so do you? I know you, you use this uh, one type of steel a lot, and I don't know how to pronounce it, but it starts with a T. And it oh, looks takafu. really cool. What is that? Takafu? Is that takafu. how you pronounce it? Well, Takafu is the company in Japan, I'm going to say. It's, yeah. it's the company, and they make a lot of different variations of steel. But I say, the one that I use a lot is the it's the 67-layer... Um, what do they call it now? And it's got v, it's got a VG10 core. I'm trying to think of the fucking the name they've got on there. But it's 67 layers of stainless uh, steel, and then obviously you undulate it to make it like a Damascus pattern. Um, give it a Damascus. Sort so of so the whole the whole the whole billet stainless. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All the layers are all the layers are stainless. They're just obviously like when you etch them, like some of the you know like the the VG10 etch is really dark, and then the 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 cladding layers they. A sort of like var- varying uh, grays and obviously one one layer shiny as well. Then so I'm just kind of curious because I haven't really seen a whole lot of uh, American, sorry, U.S. makers use that type of steel. Um, is there any particular like reason that you know of that that would be the case? Oh no, I'd, I'd not. I'd not. I'd, to be honest, I'd, I'd not. It's not something where I've posted it and people have, have said anything. You know, like that, that they don't use it, but. Maybe it's because we're about seven centuries behind in making Damascus, so we just buy ours. <laughs> you, you all make yours, so you don't need to buy it. Well, we the, the thing I see, as far as like stainless Damascus, really the only thing I see over here is the um, the Damascus Damas steel. steel from Sweden. Yeah. I see a lot of that over here, a lot of American makers using that, but I haven't really seen the Takafu kind of catch on. Mm-hmm. But it's a really different sort of, uh, pattern do you forge that or do you stock remove it yeah well, well like I'll, I'll cut i'll cut it out with with the stock removal but I've, i have to forge the forge it in so like let's because it's because it's in it's in like it's in layers it's just in in the layers so i mean you could like in in one of them i've ground it out so you've got that sort of ladder looking pattern and you can do whatever so essentially it's like if you if you did like the um a, a, a stack of of whatever layers that you did forge welded those together and then put that into a billet and then sold that to someone. So then they could do whatever patterns they want. And that's all they're doing really. They're, just, they're selling us the stack and we can do whatever patterns we want. So, I mean, you can cold forge it as well. Um, I've, d- I've done that a you few can cold times. Forge it? Yeah. Well, only if you're wanting to sort of undulate because the, the, the layers are really thin. So like you could go along it with a, with a ball peen, put some dents in it. And then when you grind through it, it'll, 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 sort of give it that um uh i'm trying to think of the, kind of like a wavy pattern yeah or, yeah it, it or gives, like a 
rain raindrop type thing. Yeah, yeah, you can get obviously depending on how you hit you there, you get either waves or or raindrop, and yeah, so it's it's sort of like the world's your oyster without having to spend all that time. But I, I actually like it because so, I like the VG10, and VG10 on its own is not very. It's a good steel, but it's not. It's a lot better when it's clad with something. It, it, it's you know, like it it gives it. I don't know. It's it makes it a lot. Mm, more durable, I suppose, yeah, because you've got the 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 clad on on the side of it, and I, I, I like I that. Takafu is that is that T A K E F U? Um, T. I think it must be because it's a Japanese company. I'm looking at their website right now. They don't just sell steel; they sell like clad metal. Like you can buy door handles that look like Makume. Oh really? Yeah, pens, all kinds of stuff. I don't know, but it's uh, all in Japanese, so I don't know what it says. But don't know if that'll come up. That is a long uh, name. Can... Yeah. Yeah. Well, essentially, it's it's Takafu Special Steel, um, uh, Ta- Takafu Special Steel Japan, but T A K E F U. Yeah, so it's the same website I'm on. Oh, so it's Chinese. Yeah, they got clad they got clad middle, cutlery steel, contract processing, clad art, which is what I was looking at. And like so like if you wanted a nameplate, they can make you a nameplate that looks like Makumegane. Oh, that's uh, cool. Uh door handles, all kinds of shit. I Pens. suppose they've got to start so, somewhere so though, you... aren't they? Because the they couldn't essentially just be a knife steel company because it's especially in that sort of niche style of Steel, like cheap, cheap fucking cutlery companies aren't buying that to to make their knives and forks, are they? Yeah, it's no, kind of they, the smaller market, I would mm-hmm. imagine. So, they so where did you get started stock. using their? Where did you get started using their steel? Um, like, where did you like? I know <laughs> there's that one Australian guy we were talking about that uh, you get a lot of stuff uh, for knife making from. Um, where did you first see it, and what kind of drew, drew you to that? Well, I actually went to a, a long time ago. There was um, a, sh- a show in UK called Northern Shooting Show, and I went up there with John from Multitool, who's who's another Australian guy who moved to UK for some reason. <laughs> but he that sells was my me. first knife grinder. Oh, oh, the Multitool, yeah. Mm-hmm. The two by thirty six. Yeah, I've got, I've got, I've got one. I've got one at workshop. I, I haven't used it yet, actually. But they're, they're one I wanted for fucking ages. But then I got a two by seventy two, so I was like, eh, don't need that now. Yeah, they, they, they are good grinders for like sort of starting up grinders as well. But yeah, yeah. I, I went there with I went there because because I spoke to him quite a lot and I had I had one of the um, the eighty four engineering grinds and he was obviously selling those. So I went went to the Northern Shooting Show and while I was there, there was a guy called uh, Richard and he owns a company called Barman Special Steels and he sold that. And originally, I ordered while I was there, I saw like a. Um, um, a San Mai what he had and I ordered some of that and then I noticed another time that he had which was a VG10 core um, and just a stainless steel jacket and I noticed when I was Same on his I. web yeah yeah I noticed on his website he had um, other stuff because it was from Takafu he had the 67 layer so I thought oh, I'll try that and I ordered some of that and for some reason, like, obviously, you know, like when you're starting doing heat treats, you know, you're going to ask people, you're like, oh, will you try what? And I spoke to a few people and tried a few heat treats and I was like, fuck this. So I, I fucking jigged my own heat treat from, from like a, like the data sheet they have with theirs and 
like janked it up a little bit. And then when I tried that, like the fucking edge, like the, the retention on the edge was just fucking mint. And I was like, fuck, like I'm going to use this steel. And then obviously once you're continuously making knives and I do the videos where I test the edge, like hitting bits of wood and, and whatnot. And people then start ordering a knife with that steel. So then it's just sort of, because I've got, I mean, I've got fucking fuckloads of different steels, but no one wants them steels. So they're just sat there either rusting or just sitting there looking at me like, use me. But the, <laughs> the the Takafu stuff, the 67 layer is like the most common steel that people want me to make a knife from. So, and it's sort of developed from there. And I, I do, I do really has, like the edge retention on it and the, the durability of the edge on it as well. How's their pricing? How's the prices on that stuff? Um, I think now, so it is, it does seem expensive. I think, well, obviously like before when I first ordered, I ordered a bar and I think it was, um, it was a meter long. Which I don't know what that'd be. Three feet. It was three feet long, <laughs> and I think it was fifty mil. So that'll be two inches, <laughs> two inches, and then it's it's like it was three mil thick because for kitchen knives, and I don't have a fucking clue what that is in in um, in the. That's about an eighth. Right. That's about an eighth of an inch. And that that which got... is standard. That's. Ah, is it? Yeah. Yeah, for and, stock removal. Yeah, and I got I got that in two. <clears throat> I got two knives out of that, but I mean, I sold them for, and I think that was that was two hundred and two hundred and thirty pounds. I think it might have been two hundred and sixty. I can't remember. Maybe two sixty with postage. Um, but that like at that time that was a lot of money, especially because I was selling like I sold both those knives, and I think I think I sold both knives for for three hundred pounds. So. I lost out really on that. Like I sold them for 150 pounds each. I think it was no 200 pounds each. So I, I lost out because I used the materials and time and whatnot. But I mean, it got me onto something better. So it's investing in myself really more than anything. What's so a, what's 230 pound pounds? Purchase? Well, 230 pounds would be 263 dollars. Oh, so it's so, almost equal. Yeah, that's it's actually not close. bad. It's, it's, that's not bad for. For a three foot, for, for, two inch well, for, bar, yeah. three that, foot that, of stainless, that was just, stainless Damascus. That's pretty cool. Well, that that was just for the Sam Mai. Sorry, I've, like at the moment, I'm buying. Oh, okay, I buy the the sixty seven layer stuff. I buy it in a sheet now. Like I buy like a bigger sheet that he sells, and I think I think the they sell it in sheets. Wow, damn! Imagine the equipment used to make Damascus sheets. Yeah, like the the sheets are like I mean it it will it will come it will go to him on like a bigger sheet and he cuts it down because I think the sheet is probably like obviously it's it's a, it's a meter by I think I lied there I'm gonna see if I've got an invoice from because it was it's been a while since I actually ordered anything from him ah, here we go <laughs> so <clears throat> oh in fact sorry the the they're one thousand two hundred and fifty millimeters so they're over a meter. 3.2 millimeters by 240 millimeters by 1,250 millimeters, and it's 900 pounds. So that's a lot of steel for a thousand bucks. Yeah, it's like I obviously what I find with because a lot of the places just do the bars, you know, like the bars. And when I'm doing the 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 stock removal stuff, if I get the bigger sheets, I can maximize it because I have found with the bars if like because I'm well. The majority of the time I'm doing like custom knives, so I'm custom designing it on that. And then I, you have like the little 
little shitty bits left over, which you can't really do fuck all with. And I'll save them all, and I'll end up with a fucking big tray of fuck all what I can't do fuck all with, and or you could make a canister or whatever out of it. But then I thought, if I order a sheet, I can try and get them as fucking neat to each other as I can, and, you know, utilising the one cup from the other one where there's a space, just push it against there, and I can grind a little bit away if, if I slightly make it over. And I do I do tend to get a lot more out of the bigger sheets. But then it's it's got to be beneficial to people as well, and, you know, the people who might not yeah. be able to afford a big fuck-off <clears> sheet, so it's eventually it's what where people want to yeah, go. Yeah, I started doing that with some of my stock removal stuff. If you get something that's, you know, four inches wide as opposed to like, you know, the heel of a chef knife generally is around two inches. Mm. But if you get something that's, you know, like four inches, you can, you know, trace one knife this way and then flip it around the other way yeah. so that the, the handle is kind of fitting into where the heel is and that sort of stuff and just try and save as much material as you can, which if you're buying damascus and sheets i mean it's even more important to try and save a lot of that, yeah. that waste as possible because i have found as well like that especially in the uk i don't know if you get it there i think you have more of a variety of like the 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 heights of the steel like a lot of the steel here is like maybe 30 40 and then it'll go up to like 60 and then some of them at the, at the time when i was ordering steels they wouldn't go like more than 60 and i remember like i drew loads of knives and they were bigger you know like because of like the, the sort of the shape of the of the knife it went over that like with the handle and stuff and it's like fuck now like i mean now i've got to slim down my blade and i've got to make everything to fit this but then why should i have to design my knife to fit the steel i should be able to get the steel and just put my fucking design on the steel yeah yeah i if if makers are gonna be making a lot of knives out of the same steel it's way way better to buy it by the sheet yeah so like i do the i do these little cleavers for a restaurant and they're three thirty seconds thick of 1095 and the first batch of 50 i did it was 500 dollars to buy it in bar stock that was four inches wide mm-hmm. the second batch i did i bought two so it basically equaled out to a four foot by four foot sheet. And so the first batch was $500. The four foot by four foot sheet was seven and I could get 146 out of it. Yeah. So it's, it's way more cost effective to buy it by the sheet. And that's what that's, I mean, that's as as much as like, we, you know, like we, we don't want to rinse people for money, but, but I mean, it's, we don't want to be in this to not make fucking money either. Like we want to make money. We, we want to. And I mean, even even so, you could sort of, if you really wanted to, you could bring your prices down slightly. But who the fuck wants to do that? If people are happy paying that price, then they're happy paying that price, and we can profit more from it. You know, <laughs> we're Amen. not we're not really in here to make friends, are we? We're in here to well, we're not here to get rich. It's not really a rich man's game, but we're in here to to make enough money to and do something we enjoy doing. It's there's no right. if you if you're not making money at this, then how are you going to keep doing it? Because it's fucking expensive. Oh, yeah, it's, fucking it's, it's, I mean, it's like the shittest, expensivest hobby ever. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Hey, uh, hey, if there, I do there, a, there, there are people who have become millionaires by being knife makers. And the reason that they were able to become millionaires is because they quit knife making. <laughs> yeah, <that> sounds <laughs> about right. <laughs> yeah. If, if I do a lot of heat treating in a month, my electric bill will go up by 400 bucks. Really? You know, I mean... Yeah, it's just some little things, you know, that add up. Noah and I have talked about this before because he's 
in a very cheap electrical area. Uh, I'm in an area where they fucking rape us. Ah, they really? run it right to us. It's weird because yeah, like in, life- in the UK, now we've got like some fucking whatever crisis that the fucking government want to rinse us for more money for. But on the site that I'm on with the, the workshop, the fucking, the bill like at the moment, it's like say 34 pounds a month for electric. And that's like shit running like all, all the time. Like, and then... So like a month where I'll do lots of heat treated, it's probably a couple a couple of pounds more, and it's 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 strange how like it. But I don't know whether maybe they get a sort of a different pricing because because it's a big sort of campsite with loads of different offices, loads of different buildings on there. But I I seem to get a really good price. I mean my my wife she's got a tattoo shop. She pays more in electric for a tattoo shop with just a tattoo machine running and lights than I do for a for a fucking knife making place, which I've got fucking all sorts of like heating stuff, the grinder, the fucking everything running God knows how many hours through the day. So it's fucking, it's weird. Yeah. My brothers own a tattoo shop and their light bill is like $60 a month. Fucking hell. For the tattoo shop. She's paying like 400 pounds a month, like for her. Holy crap. Not every month, but some months like it's, and like, I'm like, that's a fucking man's 30. And I, and I guarantee I'm using more electric than you. Like way more. (laughs) They were just like, all right, guys. Well, I think it's time. uh, I think it's time to uh, (laughs) go ahead and call this a show. We do have on the uh, the tattoo question. We do have uh, something that was submitted by one of our Patreon listeners. Uh, he wanted me to ask you a question about that, and so we're gonna we're gonna tackle that in the after show. So if you are not a Patreon member, I'm sorry you don't get to listen. Yeah, if you're to not that, a patron, you, you are can go patron. fuck off. Oh no, actually don't. Fuck <laughs> listen, but but join up to Patreon as well. <laughs> thank you, thank you, thank you. Yeah, Please so, do join up to Patreon. It helps everyone. So thank you it? very much yeah. to all of our. Our, our patrons, uh, we appreciate all you guys. Uh, we'll shout you guys all out uh, next week, hopefully. Uh, we forget to do that a lot, but uh, we've been in this for a while. So we need to go ahead and head over to the after show. Thank you all for listening. Honor, thank you very much for coming on the show, man. We really appreciate it. Thanks and, for having uh, me on. To those of you, those of you who aren't going to be listening to the after show, we'll see you next week. Bitches. Oh.